Hi, I'm Paul Unger from Placetech. Welcome back. Uh, today, I'm joined by Milos Haleka from Middlecap. Middlecap is a Central European investor and developer with offices in Bratislava, London, and Berlin. And Middlecap's just finished its first UK project in London, uh, actually in late 2021, called Southworks, um, which was uh, one of London's smartest office buildings of the last few years. And uh, a second project is due on, on site shortly um, called Seal House. And uh, Milos is innovation director at Middlecap. So uh, he's the guy that looks out for all the new tech to, to put into projects. Uh, welcome today, Milos. Hello, Paul. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, so tell us about um, your, how did you come to be developing in, uh, in the UK? And tell us about those uh, first projects that you've, you've got there. Well, um, as you mentioned, uh, Middlecap has offices in Slovakia, UK, and, and Germany. But the story of the team, which uh, actually runs the uh, UK operations, it's longer than that. Uh, all of us, we knew each other before we all joined Middlecap, and we used to work will all used to work for HB Reeves, one of the biggest Central European developers, also okay. active active in London. So this was not new for us. And basically the reason, or I can talk for myself, the reason why we have all decided to uh, start with Middlecap, I think it's almost five years ago, was that um, the the strategy of the company is basically focused on be as uh, innovative as we can so since we are a small company it has well it has its disadvantages but it has so many advantages that we have decided okay let's go for it and uh, we decided to uh, deliver products uh, which will have among others the technology part, which should be so innovative that I decided to join. And uh, I'm glad to work on these things because, uh, as I said, since we are a small team, the decision process is not that complicated, not that long. And the risk-taking uh, attitude is also a bit a bit different than uh, in a, a huge development company. So uh, even if Southworks was our first project in London as a company, it was not our first project as a, as a team. So uh, I think that all the experience which we got in the past was somehow then realized in our first project, and hopefully it will be also in the next one. Okay, and tell us a little bit about Southworks. What is it? How big is it? And and then why is it so smart? Southworks is a uh, is an office building in uh, uh, in Southwark uh, in in London. It has about seventy thousand square feet, and uh, basically uh, from the beginning we knew that as this is our first project we like to show what we are capable of so using our previous experience and uh, like the market knowledge we were searching for the best technology solutions which we can utilize in that in that building and uh, 
after like months of research, we basically formulated the technology brief for that building, which translates into, let's say, all the other briefs which we have for our other projects. Uh, I am a person with a technology background, so I really don't want to comment on the architectural part because it will be just my, you know, like a lay person opinion. But uh, from the technology part, uh, we have said that we will always search for the best. And for the best, I mean uh, to deliver technologies which will make sense for the, uh, for the tenants, uh, for the landlord, and also for the future investor. Since we are a development company, at the end, we'd like to uh, transact the building to the uh, to the investor. So uh, as for me, um, the main goal was to collect all the data which is possible from the building for, a, I would say, a reasonable price and complexity. So uh, I think you and uh, all the listeners uh, already aware that there are like thousands of opportunities to get onto the market and search for sensors and smart and whatever uh, yeah. buzzwords we will come up with. So I'd say that uh, what we decided to go for was, uh, we call it a digital backbone, which is more like a marketing term, but in reality, it is uh, a digital backbone. So. Basically, we delivered a set of sensors which are able to collect all the environmental data, the presence of the people within the building. Uh, they are able to uh, be connected to the building itself. Either is it as a uh, Bluetooth gateway for uh, changing the, uh, the room temperature, the lighting, and so on. Uh, so for us, it was a way how to collect all the environmental and occupancy data from the building. And it's not limited only to that part. One of the design principles which we wanted to utilize was flexibility. So for us uh, or for the future tenant, it's uh, really easy to relocate the sensors, to put the new sensors into, uh, into the building. And this setup also supports the flexibility in terms of the design of the, of the space, because since we do not have any physical thermostats on walls or light switches, because all of that is basically included into, uh, in the sensor network, the tenants are absolutely flexible in changing their environment and the physical environment. And for us, it only means to, uh, change the technology uh, architecture in a way that basically we can create new zones, uh, either uh, temperature zones or, or lighting zones, because everything is kind of virtualized. So okay. no wires in the walls. Uh, so you finished just over a year ago. Has it been how you expected when it's operating in, in performance or... Are there things that you would do differently that you've learned and you're going to apply some different approaches to Seal House, the second project? I'd say that, yes, we learned a lot. 
the technology we utilize in the building was uh, not used uh, in UK before. So there was no uh, uh, like market knowledge or installers which had uh, experience with the type of technology. So basically what we needed, we needed to uh, engage our, uh, our consultants, MEP consultants, uh, and then the general contractor into the whole process. So we needed to onboard them upfront. So everyone would be able to say, okay, we are able to work with, with such a system. We are able to install it. Uh, yes, there were, uh, there were complications on the way, but at the end, everything went real well. And from what I know, uh, the system has now more, let's say, business opportunities on the on the UK market now. There are some some partner network is now like getting built. Uh, so I'd say that it was a it was a right step. Uh, who did you work with? Which, uh, what, what were their names on the partner side? Uh, the technology, the sensor technology, because it's just one part of the building, was delivered by a Dutch company uh, called Bigrid. And uh, on the consulting side, it was NDY for the MEP and HG Construction as a general contractor. Uh, so I think that uh, after enabling everyone uh, to get to know the the product we we went to to netherlands uh all the people within the team were introduced into the inner workings of the system into complexity of installation into you know warranties and because it's a physical product at the end and the replacement process and so on and so on so at the end i think that everyone in the team was on board and uh uh, from the experience which we have now, there is no issue that I am aware of which uh, made the project more complicated than, let's say, a normal standard uh, HVAC system uh, together with lighting and so on. Does, does that mean that the seal house will be very similar to Southworks or are there changes between the two? Well, it's really hard to say at the moment, but in terms of the, the design goals, it should be, I would say, even even better than, uh, than Southworks. Uh, we have decided to go for, well, I didn't say that uh, Southworks is, uh, uh, is a brilliant outstanding building. Very good. The same uh, should, be, uh, should be for Seal House. We also aim for... Uh, well, uh, well, platinum and neighbors five star certification. Mm -hmm. So, all of these requirements basically do not allow us to go for a non-smart building. Because mm -hmm. in my view, if you want to, and I think you you, you know also that it's impossible to run such a building without any technology. So the main uh, outcome for me is that uh, the technology approach, meaning we should have environmental sensors which are able to collect basically all the all the character 
characteristics of the space, including the occupancy mm -hmm. and CO2, should be able to talk to BMS. And they should be uh, platform agnostic, meaning that uh, the bigger network is able to talk to BACnet and DALI, which means that uh, uh, we basically can connect it to any uh, any BMS platform on the on the market. Uh, the main, I would say, outcome of of uh, all these activities in uh, in Southworks for me is that uh, we would like to go for API, uh, I would say, API API-based architecture, meaning that each system which will be in the building should be able to uh, either provide an API for other systems or to consume data via API from these other systems. So okay. we are not looking for a, a kind of a, a big uh, solution which should cover everything. As for me, I would like to uh, select kind of best of breed technologies on the market and those should be able to talk to each other. That's sure, the main sure. absolutely. It's got to be uh, in integrated. And where do you see the future then? Where, where are we going when it comes to, uh, to smart buildings? And what are the factors that people should be looking at? So my understanding now is that we will see a lot of consolidation on the, on the prop tech market. Mm. Uh, I think you also run an article uh, about the uh, uh, decline of prop tech investment in last mm. year. Uh, definitely a part of that is uh, the economic outlook, but uh, I'd say that now it will be much more uh, difficult for the prop tech companies to prove uh, the value of their product, because at the moment I see that there is uh, uh, so much product, which uh, so much product on the market which cannot um, formulate their added value compared to their uh, their competition. It's really hard to decide which one is the right for you. So as for me, I see uh, a consolidation coming to the market, uh, either on the, uh, let's say, tenant engagement apps side. We see so many of them and our experience or our view of the of that market is that uh, I think that everyone can produce a simple tenant engagement app if it's just, just uh, the air quotes, uh, an engagement app. But once you uh, once you want to integrate it with, with the building systems, now it's a completely different story. And for me, the main value in each of these apps is the ability to integrate with the building systems, either with access control, uh, HVAC, lightning, and so on and so on. And here there are, I'd say, only a few companies which are able to deliver such integrations with uh, an acceptable level of support because yeah. what I what I really miss uh, among many of these startups it's the enterprise level of delivery meaning that it's not only about delivering the app it's also about 
having a clear roadmap, which you are able to communicate, uh, having a standardized support system when you are able to collect the, the issues to uh, guarantee uh, the, uh, the time is when you will be able to deliver new patches and so on and so on. Not to mention the cybersecurity, which is usually the answer about the cybersecurity is that, yes, we are able to, you know, we have a complexity of passwords and that's it. So we really need to have much more than that. So uh, I think that at least for, let's say, a few years, we will still struggle to uh, have a consolidated uh, market, but I'd say that uh, when the, uh, the developers and the, the, the building operators become more advanced in uh, running these technologies, because I think the reality is that many, uh, uh, many companies uh, do not have the internal resources or the internal knowledge to be able to distinguish between uh, marketing messages and the real technology. Yeah. Then the market will uh, will mature, and we will see, I think, less uh, solutions, but more advanced. Because at yeah. the end, uh, smart building is a finite set of features. We talk about collecting the data from the building itself, collecting the data about the usage of the building, meaning occupancy and so on collecting the data uh, from the building systems and basically delivering the data to their clients, meaning the tenants and the landlords. And that's it. We won't have a new type of sensor which will measure something which we are not aware of today. Yeah. So uh, it's we have the, the playground is clear. We just need to deliver more on this defined playground and we know what that is. So, so to, talking about that then in the future, we're sitting here in January 2023. How, um, how is your sort of priority list shaping up for the year ahead? What's the big exciting thing or the urgent must-have uh, pain point that you need to, to crack and get the solution? What's sort of burning away at you in uh, January looking ahead? I think that uh, the most important topic we uh, have to deal with in coming weeks and months will be to uh, formulate the operational carbon and operational energy uh, uh, brief or operational mode for seal house. Because the issue which I see is to be able to have a building which will be flexible in terms of uh, uh, of the profile of the future tenant or tenants, but also to be able to uh, run on uh, uh, in a way that will be it will be really efficient. So if we want to deliver a neighbor's five star building, and on, on the other side we'd like to deliver as much services for the tenants as possible we basically have to have to balance have to balance the, the the energy spent and what we are basically delivering in the building and uh as far as i know there is no clear answer to that at the moment 
because yeah. the experience is not yet there. And uh, from the from the vendors, we we hear that uh, uh, yes, we have systems which are able to optimize the building as it runs. We hear about machine learning and AI for years, which is yes, that's definitely the way to go. But at the end, we will need to uh, in cycling uh, or in, in uh, performance uh, sports, or uh, we call this uh, a marginal gains. Yes. So, if you, <laughs> so it's really easy to, uh, to become much better if you are a beginner, but then uh, the more you, uh, the, the, the more you, the more you cycle or run, uh, it's, it's, uh, much more difficult to, uh, to get the results. And this is exactly what we are, what we are facing now. So it's really easy to lower the, the energy consumption of the building when we start to measure the occupancy. And then we create scenarios where we will optimize the temperature, lighting on the you know, floors, which are not occupied and so on and so on. But then you will need to, 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 to work on the last mile. And I think that this is the, this is the biggest challenge which we, which we have to expect now. And, and you said at the start that um, you and your, your colleagues, your business partners set up middle cap to be an innovative, smart developer. Um, not every company um, has, has done that. Some are more, you know, older, more established traditional developers that are now trying to move across to doing smart buildings. What would be your advice to them if they've come back after Christmas and New Year to say, right, this year we're going to do our first smart building? What would be your advice from the, uh, the experiences that you've had so far? Before I started uh, uh, to work in a real estate, I spent my whole professional career in the standard IT slash technology. So uh, I used to be a, a programmer and a data analyst and an architect. And so everything I say will be from that standpoint, from the standpoint of a person working with technologies from many years, I would say, I'm old enough to say many years, yeah. but from uh, a different uh, verticals, mainly banking, telco, and so on. And uh, always the discussion starts with the question, what do we want to achieve? Like, what is the ultimate goal? Uh, and if the ultimate goal for us is to, let's say, uh, to understand how our, how our portfolio behaves, how much energy does, you know, the building X, building Y and building Z consume and are we able to compare them? Then once we will have the basic questions like, okay, we'd like to uh, lower the operational carbon, we'd like to optimize the energy spent in the existing portfolio, that's the first step. Then we need to go, okay, what type of data do we need for that? And once we have these question answers, then we can start to talk about, okay, what type of technology can deliver uh, this data? And are we able to analyze the data and bring the changes back into the system, which will optimize it further? So I definitely would not start with the technology 
I would start with the business question. Let's call it like that. And yeah. if it's tenant comfort or it's uh, uh, it's energy spent, based on that, then you can decide about technology you will use. Okay. And you mentioned about working um, earlier in your career in banking and and IT and other vertical sectors. How would you say property compares to other sectors when it comes to the adoption of smart technology? I love this question because uh, <laughs> there is no clear answer to that, but I'll try. Uh, I remember uh, it was seven, eight years ago when I first started to work for a real estate developer. I was so surprised that we basically didn't know about our product almost anything meaning like when you are in in the banking or in telco and i'm not saying we can compare these uh these verticals with real estate now it's just about how much do we know about our product and about our customer in mm. banking and in telco you know almost everything and it's a bit scary but when i entered real estate and someone asked the question okay can you please tell us how many people do we have in the building right now there was no answer to that i was like okay guys you must be joking, right? You should know at least from the access control systems, right? Like how many people do we have in the building in the moment? Or if there's a correlation, let's say, between the occupancy of the parking lot and the people in the building, right? Do we know mm -hmm. that or not? And we didn't. So uh, I was definitely uh, like overwhelmed by the lack of information within the sector because then I realized it's, it was not only about us. It was the like the common situation everywhere. Uh, so the the first the first topic which I'd like to address everywhere is to get the data about our product and get the data about our customer. Once we get that, and it's not that complicated as it looks like. Really, uh, you can just start to collect the data from the access control system, and at least you will start to see some some trends how the building is utilized at the end, right? Uh, the access control system usually it's not connected to to any other systems, but at least you should be able to run some reports and to be able to say, okay, on Fridays now after after the COVID, the building is absolutely empty. So what should we do with the with the cooling and heating and so on? So the similarities which i find is that even when the real estate sector is uh, i would say the tempo or the pace of innovations it's really not comparable with banking or or telco but we will see the same what happened in those sectors in a way that i do not believe in disruption of that sector I was a huge fan of tokenization of real estate and so on and so on. And then, but after some time, I realized that the specificity of the sector basically does not allow you to go in such a revolutionary way. It will be more of a evolutionary, uh, evolutionary development. So we will see the manual processes, which the real estate sector is full of getting slowly digitized and uh, we will start or it already started with things which are more i would say virtual meaning they are not bound to physical 
physical uh, object. So like uh, leasing contracts, CRMs. I know that for, you know, for someone who is from the banking or, or, or telco, it may seem unbelievable, but it's a reality that many of the of the real estate companies do not have CRMs. They just still use, you know, Excel or maybe some other types of of uh, data data collection systems, but they don't use CRMs per se. Or we see now rental systems coming in uh, instead of huge and complex Excel files. So yeah. this is the I would say the low hanging fruit, which will. Uh, which will slowly but surely get into the real estate, and then we will see much more. Once the once the people within, within the industry will start to believe that yes, the technology can really help us, then we will see much more of the technology coming into the physical part, which is the construction, uh, which is the basically the delivery of the building themselves. Yeah, interesting. Thank you very much, Milos Haleka from Middlecap. Uh, thank you for a very, very insightful conversation today. Um, good luck with Southworks and with Seal House in, in London. We look forward to visiting you and having a look around. And uh, thanks for joining us today.